0: In a sharp break from his organization's past, the NCAA president, Charlie Baker, called for a series of changes, paving the way for the top money-making schools to break away and form a division that would more closely resemble professional sports. Steve Courtney, WJR Senior Sports Analyst, is with us now. And man, this is a, this is a change, Steve.
1: Yeah, Jane, good morning to you, the group. Hello again, everyone. Uh, as it appears, the NCAA is getting off the sideline and Uh, coming up with ideas to raise revenue for student-athletes. I certainly hope nobody drove off the road when I said that. Now, here's the thing. Uh, This conversation brought to you by the Performance Remodeling Sweepstakes. Performance Remodeling, a preferred partner of the Inside Outside Guys, kicked off another $100,000 window of opportunity sweepstakes. Request your Windows Roofing and Siding quote today. Log into windowsroofingsiding.com to enter performance remodeling sweepstakes. All right, here's what we know. Uh, As you alluded to, Jane, NCAA President Charlie Baker unveiled a proposal yesterday uh, that would alter the landscape of college sports. Now, in a letter to Division I schools, uh, President Baker outlined the key aspects of and reasoning for a proposed shift in governance that would effectively enable big-money athletic departments to directly compensate athletes by allowing each to create an enhanced educational trust fund for them. More on that in just a bit and the dollars involved. The proposal would also allow these same schools, likely the upper echelon, formerly known as the Power Five Conferences of the Football Subdivision Series, uh, to branch off and make their own rules surrounding roster size, transfers, and name, image, and likeness, among other issues. Now, there is still a whole bunch to be learned, and maybe we will later today. President Baker is expected to speak in more detail about the proposal during a public appearance today in Las Vegas. Now the fact of the matter is he has privately floated the idea to college sports leaders during the past several weeks. Some very high-profile ADs such as Ohio State's Gene Smith showed public support for the idea yesterday. Now the NCAA is opening the door for big money schools to uh, branch off from everyone else and directly pay their athletes. Simply proposing this in the first place is quite radical uh, for an organization that has clung to the idea of amateurism for decades now. Now let's just cut to the chase. How much money are we talking about? Uh, Baker wrote in this letter that any school in this rich school subdivision should be required to invest at least thirty thousand dollars per year into an enhanced educational trust fund for at least half of the institution's eligible student athletes. Keep in mind, this is to be done within the framework of Title IX. Now assuming about five hundred and twenty five athletes per school, which is the average in the Southeastern Conference, that works out to a minimum of about seven point eight eight million per year, which for You know, the Power 5 schools, soon to be Power 3, that is a drop in the bucket. Uh, This is one part of the proposal, however, that uh, there are still many details to be worked out. Uh, And it is worth noting here that while Baker appears to be setting the floor for how much money must be invested, his proposal says absolutely nothing about a ceiling. So uh, by saying that, folks, uh, the sky's the limit. Because, again, there is no barometer.
2: Right. So where's the competitive fairness in this? Michigan makes $95 million or more in revenue off their sports than what Purdue was. They've got deeper pockets. They can pay their athletes more. What does that do to the competitive landscape in the Big Ten?
1: Well, here's the deal on that guy. uh, By essentially dragging their feet on issues like NIL, and uh, athlete pay, and we all know the NCAA has done just that. What they did was invite outside entities like, hello, Congress and the courts to get involved in this business. Now, this proposal appears to be at least in part an attempt to ward off some of those outside efforts and
2: perhaps... Antitrust.
1: Yeah, diffuse some of the tension that's been brewing in Division I between... As you alluded to, Guy, and it's been a bone of contention for a while, the haves and the have-nots.
0: Well, also because of NIL since July 2021, all this money is coming in, but just for like football and basketball players in the, on the men's side. If you bring it in-house, then it's all under Title IX and female athletes might be getting more, which I like.
1: Well, and uh, that is one of the positives here, because uh, we don't have time, because I've just been given the 30-second uh, warning. Um, <laughs> like but you've ever
2: the, that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just wonderful. Um, but you're right, Jamie. Uh, this new proposal, uh, I think, would go a long way in ensuring uh, that female athletes would get their share of the pie.
2: The other thing, and just it, it, going forward, they call it an educational trust that, that would be set aside. Does that mean that it can only be used to defray costs of their education? But they
0: already get scholarships.
2: I know. So what is this education trust? Are there, is, is there limits to what this money can be paid for? Or is mom going to be driving a new Escalade? We'll,
0: <laughs> we'll have to wait and see y- what he says later today.
2: Yeah, we will uh, keep our antenna up. Steve, thanks very much.
1: All right. Have a great day, you guys. You
2: too. Steve Courtney, WJR Senior Sports Analyst. We'll be back.